But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, we use ticket stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, Ole, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! It's limited time! I'm James, he's Pat. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to this episode, and I'm, I, I know why, and I'll try to explain it to you. Uh, we are at our best when we sort of play off of each other, and Pat is in an extremely bad mood, and I, I can't figure out why, and I'm looking for, because we've been texting each other for the past like six hours talking about you know, tonight, what's on the, what's in the lineup? What are we going to talk about? Uh, and he's just pissy and it's, it's so good. I can't, I can't wait Bef- before I introduce Pat and let him just spew hot oil and vitriol. Uh, we are sponsored by Bravado Spice. I'm doing the Bravado Spice because he's too, he's too mad. He's too you mad. You fucking to get- jackals. <laughs> all of you, you jackals. All right, I'm out. <laughs> He's too mad to do it. Bravado Spice is the most wonderful thing in the world. Uh, it's it's the best hot sauce I've ever had. Uh, the crimson, I actually dreamed about it. I, I shook, I shook the bottle of crimson that I had in my pantry, and like a drunk trying. If if I could wring out a glass bottle, that's what I would have been doing with this bottle of crimson. Go to Bravado Spice, bravadospice.com. At Bravado Spice on Twitter, they are sweethearts. They make the best hot sauce you've ever put in your mouth. So thank you to Bravado Spice. We're going to do a pledge drive here in the next 10 days because I got that old email from SoundCloud.com. And if Bravado Spice wants to throw in a little bit, then that's fine. Or we can open it up to you with a GoFundMe. But uh, we're going to be coming up on pledge renewal week here in the next seven days or so. So heads up, but, uh, thank you to Bravado Spice. <laughs> Pat, how you doing? I'm here. Why are you mad? I'm just not, it's having opening. It. I'm just not it's having it today. Night. I'm just not having it today. I'm back on my bullshit. Was it the Yukon loss? Were you mad that Yukon? No, the, I actually UConn enjoyed that. Lost? I was, um, I flipped in between the, uh, I think the yeah the Rockets and Golden State game. I I enjoyed watching them lose actually, I, and except I did not like Dak Prescott just caping for the uh, for Mississippi State. That annoyed me a little bit. But no, he can't uh, help it. He's from Mississippi. I mean, he went to Mississippi State. So I don't care if he went to Hitler High. I I don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm just not having it today. And there's no reason yet. I have I can't give you a reason. I'm just not having it. So uh, it's just the best. It's going to be a great episode. I'm getting annoyed. People are tweeting me annoying shit that I don't like. I, there's just a bunch of stuff going on that I don't appreciate. Nothing specifically. It's just kind of a, uh, a perfect storm of just anger. Does it reflect your mood going into the 2017 Astros season? No, I'm, I'm quite excited. I'm, I'm pleasantly, uh, I don't know, I'm a little scared of you. I'm kind of scared, to be honest with you. I don't like hype. Yeah, we had hype last year, and we know how that turned out. But I, but also I believe the hype this year, and that's what I think is the most scariest thing. I think that's like, it's digging in deep into my soul that I that I do buy in. Like last year, it's like yeah, hype. Oh, we're gonna be good, and you're telling people at the gas station, oh yeah, cool hat, we're gonna win it. 
But this year, it's this like, year it's whoa, like, whoa, we whoa, have a lineup. Have a lineup. This, we could do it. You know, I was, uh, my wife is out of town this weekend. So, so me and the daughter were out and about in central Texas and I was sporting Astros gear as I normally do. And I had, I had more than two people be like, Hey, nice hat. And, and this is sort of Rangers country. And so like the first time I was like, Hey, you're an Astros fan. That's awesome. That's cool. And then like the second and third time I was like, what's your angle? Like, what are you, you going to shiv me? Like, is, is this like a, is this a warning shot? Like what's, what's going on? I don't like it. Well, I don't like anybody saying, hey, nice hat. It's like you should – I mean, there's only two teams here. So, I mean, it's not – it's not like yeah. you're out of you're – not, you're not wearing like a Hartford Whalers hat. And he's like, yeah, man, I love that team before they moved. It's You're wearing a fucking Astros hat in Texas. I feel like that's perfectly acceptable to just be a normal hat. But that's okay. No, that's good. Um, Central Texas, I'm going to go out and say that – no, that's not Rangers country. That's just Texas. And we have just as much claim to that as those idiots up there do. And anybody who picked them over us really can die in a large bonfire. They can, they can restart the bonfire in College Station. Rest in peace to those who passed away. I apologize for that. Um, didn't need to go there. But we can have a bonfire and just burn anybody who picked Texas randomly. In Central Texas, because they just felt like it. No, we're not having that shit this year. No, I'm back on my bullshit. I, you know, I think that the Astros were terrible at the Rangers' best possible point in their franchise, and and in the Twitter era, I think we talked about this. Like the Astros were the first terrible team in the Twitter era, and they caught all the crap because of the director of decision sciences position. And because of the shifting and the analytics and the quote-unquote tanking that there's like six teams that are happy to do it, and now that's smart. But when the Astros did it, it was bullcrap and an affront to the integrity of the game. Like they, I, I, I think they were, the, the Astros were, if you were a casual baseball fan in a relatively neutral area, then you looked at the Astros like they were... <sighs> shoving a dildo up Abner Doubleday's keister. And the Rangers were playing the game the right way with, you know, Josh Hamilton, who was addicted to cocaine and hookers. And he has cool. tribal tattoos. No, they were not playing it the right way. No, they were not playing it the right way. They had, like they had a tweaker from a truck stop playing right field that could hit or wherever the fuck he played. I don't even care. I don't even know. That's how much I care about Josh Hamilton. What's he doing now? Like working at Bucky's? If he's no, lucky, he's, if he's lucky, he's rehabbing that knee injury that he's had forever at Bucky's. <laughs> and and you've got Matt Bush, the guy that that was so drunk that he he drove a motorcycle over an a, an elderly man's head. But but he's a great success story. Meanwhile, the Astros are the worst team because for a couple of years they were really bad to try to restock their farm system. That it, it, yeah, that's no, that makes perfect sense. No, you know who else did that? The San Antonio Spurs, and now they're arguably one of the greatest franchises of all time. And I dislike them, but I respect what they did to get Tim Duncan. Tanking is what's necessary to be a champion, and I respect everything that we did. And I don't care what anybody says. You're about to see the comeuppance. You're about to feel the wrath of the comeuppance. And uh, and Texas, that includes you. And I'm I'm tired of their. They're all talking shit on Twitter. They're talking about the record last year. What are they? Fifteen and three. Ooh, cool, cool. You have Cole Hamels. 
A guy named Cole. Cole, white privilege handles. Yeah, really. Like, fucking Trump supports him. <laughs> Trump supports big Cole Hamels. Get the fuck out of here. I don't, I'm just not having it. I'm so angry. We are going to go. We'll probably win 157 games, probably. Maybe 158. I don't even know. It's not going to be, we're going to score 15 runs a game, give up less than two. And that just is what it is. Those are facts. You can just write those down. This is all science. So great. How would you rate the Astros offseason? Now that it's all said and done, there's no like surprise Jose Quintana trade You know, 20 minutes before. I guess there's still time for that. But there, there's no last-minute Jose Quintana trade. Overall, how do you rate the Astros offseason? Um, I give it an A. I give it an A. Um, you add what four legitimate bats? Am I right? Is that right? Four? Let's see. Uh, Aoki. Aoki if you want to call is him absolutely a legitimate bat. That's what was it? Two seventy-five, two eighty-five hitter, career yep. hitter. McCann, uh, McCann, Reddick. Beltron, Reddick. Yeah. So yep. there you go. Boom. And then you can throw in Charlie Martin if you want, but. I don't think that's necessarily that crucial if our guys return to their normal form. I'm very I'm very happy with what we did. I think this lineup is could be devastating. Devastating See, to teams. And and that's sort of where I and we've talked we spent a couple episodes talking about not trading for Quintana, but I feel like with if if Keuchel is somewhere between 2015 and 2016, then that's okay. And if McCullough is healthy, then that's that's better. Um, given the upgrades to the rotation, pardon me. Given the upgrades to the lineup, you can you can stu- you can stand a little regression. If and I kind of see Morton as sort of the a, a, a better Doug Fister that you get what you get out of him, but there's a lot of potential there because the injury that caused him to miss like all of last year, essentially uh, was not arm related. It was like a hamstring injury, if I remember correctly. So he, it's not like he had a jacked up shoulder or he's coming back from Tommy John. Like his arm is as fresh as it will. If you're 31, 32, it's as fresh as it's ever been. So, you know, it, with Musgrove, and then you've got you've got a couple options with Martes down uh, down at Fresno, and he's going to take a little while. But I feel like the upgrades that they made to the offense is essentially uh, the upgrade that they've made to the because you score more runs, then you can give up a few more runs. Like I feel like upgrading one is as good as upgrading the other. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense, and um, and you saw that a little bit in the Thursday night game against the Cubs. Yes, where you have Gaddis in the nine hole, hit and everything that we've talked about this lineup, how and, and Reddick hitting home runs, and how the bottom of our lineup turning over into the top of our lineup, driving in runs is what's going to put us over the top. We yeah, we gave yeah, up some runs. Some it wasn't the, it best, wasn't the best, but uh you saw what we can do. And I think that was a perfect a perfect showcase of what this team can do 
with a deadly lineup, one through nine. Every single one of those guys can hurt you, and that's not hyperbole. That's fact. No, that's true. Yeah, Bregman. I mean, I mean, Gaddis hitting ninety at thirty. What are you thirty plus home runs? Thirty exactly. I don't know. I remember the number was. I don't know. He had a lot of triples. But that's the year your. Before. But that's your nine hitter. Yeah. So that's okay. not Marisnik. That's not. Yeah, that's that's not Reed Brignac. That's that's a legitimate that's a legitimate bat. So yeah, so so I think that 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 completely counteracts any of the any of the questions you may have with the with the rotation, and that gives them leeway. And um, I, I talked about this on the Alan Michael show with uh, about about Keuchel, and I was like, I don't really care. I was like, I don't think it's that crucial. He had some discomfort. Um, he can come out and pitch exactly the same, and I, I feel like, I mean, any of those guys can win fifteen plus games, just because of the, just because of the run support and the way that the lineup is. That if you just pitch above average baseball, just normal quality starts, just a quality start, you are in position to win every game. And I know that's not possible, but that's it is what it is. No, I mean, if if you expect your if you go into it thinking, okay, our pitching staff is going to uh, going to allow half a run more than they did last year, but we've upgraded our offense to where they will score on average a run a run and a half more than they did, then then it's a wash, and you come out ahead either way. Yep, yep, yep. I completely agree, and I think it it could be even more than that. So and and the thing is like what what sort of pisses me off is that you know the I, I know the Mariners because I had a buddy that was a big Mariners fan a few years did ago. Did he die he was, in a boating accident in in Puget Sound? <laughs> Not yet, but there's still time. Well, he might. He might. Um, but he was like, you know, we we signed all these like plus defenders in the outfield that a run saved is as good as a run scored. So. A, by that correlation, a a run scored is as good as a, a wait. Run okay. Given up. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You I, take offense to that? I'm looking forward to this. All right, uh, go. Uh, wait, that's just lame. That's I, it. May make sense. It may be uh, statistically accurate. It may uh, make baseball sense. That's the lamest shit I've ever heard in my life. What? No, no, no. Hold that's on, like cause... that's like Bush. A penny saved is a penny earned. No, <laughs> I, I, runs, I also a, think that that's true. A, a run saved is a run scored. Hey, wait. Let me tell you about my bad stance. Um, that's my bad Bush impression. Um, no, that's just lame. That's lame baseball, and I. I I just don't respect defensive minds. They can all fucking rotten hell. <laughs> I don't even. This is. It's not even. This isn't even relevant. Whatever. I don't care. That's stupid. Tell them to shut up. No, I. I. You and I have disagreed on a very small number of occasions, but this is one. Like I think that makes sense. No, it makes sense. That's not what I'm saying. It absolutely makes sense. But I, it, is it lame? Yeah. I'm gonna get a guy that's gonna catch a ball instead of a guy that's gonna hit a ball. That's just like, I don't know. That's just like having a shitty soccer team and getting like a good goalie and you never score any, go- score any goals, but you uh, tie nil nil every time and get points. Just fucking. I'd rather. Just fucking I'd rather lame. It's just lame. 
I'd rather tie 0-0 than lose 1-0 or 2-0. I'd rather hit 17 home runs and bat flip <laughs> in everybody's face and then just stare them down as you run around the bases. I just don't like it philosophically. I'm not saying that it's not correct, that it doesn't work, that it doesn't add up. I'm not debating you philosophically. I just don't like it. It's lame. Seattle, debating- I wish you would melt into Mount Rainier. I'll kick Mount Rainier right now. I will, I will kick that mountain. So you're debating aesthetics and not philosophy. I'm just debating. Sweet. I don't, I don't, I'm back on my bullshit. <sighs> Love it. Okay, so so let me ask you this next. Uh, we both feel that the Astros are going to be very good. And what American League teams, we'll save the National League for another time, but what American League teams are you most worried about as far as Astros dominance in 2017? There's only two, and that's Cleveland and Boston. Boston being number one, Cleveland being number two. Why Why Boston? Well, Boston, their rotation is better, and their offense is ridiculous. So. But if David Price has a noodle arm, are you as worried? Yeah, I'm still pretty worried. They're going to be ridiculous. And you, sh- you probably should be, too. And Cleveland is the same team. So... Added, even even though added unless Edwin like Lindor like decides to revolt because he's being so drastically underpaid that he's mad and he like sabotages his own team, which <laughs> which I would I would personally do. That'd be great. Um, those are the only two teams I'm worried about in the American League, and I and I know there's Seattle's going to be competitive. I, th- I feel like Seattle's going to be the the team that we got to mess with before we run away with the division. They're going to be sneaky good. Um, no, they're not going to be sneaky good. They're going to be the team that they've been talking about Seattle being for the last couple of years. I think they're going to be a they're going to be a good team. Um, I, I do think that that we we have the ability to run away with the division in terms of maybe not run away, but win this division outright, not have this scary battle to the end. Uh, and then you have the Rangers right behind them. Um, I, I just don't think they're going to be any good, and probably because they're cursed. Um, and they have a guy named Cole Hamels on their team, and they've got you know the demon Odor. So they've got a bunch, and they sign him to a demon's contract. So they have a bunch of things working against them, you know, which is our Lord and Savior, which is never a good thing to be working against you. That's right. They the Rangers threw in two horses uh, to uh, o- yeah, the, Odor the, the elder. demon's animal. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. They, they threw in 50% of the end of the world of the four horsemen to Odor. <laughs> they threw in they threw in part of the apocalypse to fucking Odor. That should tell you everything you need to know about the Texas Rangers. That is the, Who's the younger 50%. brother as a hazing ritual apparently uh, masturbated another teammate. Yeah, yeah, they that's what they do. So Ah. Uh, so to, to get back to your original question, yeah, it's just Boston and Cleveland. Um, there could be some some other teams, but I'm not really worried about anybody other than those. Those two teams are are good on paper and actually in life. Yeah, no, I'll you know I'll I'll go with Boston and Cleveland, but for it, Boston's rotation stands to be decent. If David Price comes back. Healthy. I mean, but they, but, a, but the way their offense was last year, it doesn't. They're like us. If if their rotation does anything, 
They're going to they be so have, deadly. They score so many runs. They don't have David Ortiz anymore. So, so they, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll give you I'll give one, player, one player, but it's not like, it's not like it drops off that off dramatically. dramatically. He did. He, no, he had a hell of a year. Don't get me wrong. That's a pretty dramatic drop off. I hope. I mean, I, I hope it's just hell for them. To be honest, no, it'd be great. Yeah. What, and, but, what are the but, What are the odds that he just pops up back in the in the Red Sox uniform and gets bored? <laughs> <laughs> I have that fucking hiccup. Sorry, I have the hiccups. Um, no, what are the odds, though, that he, that he just shows back up and just rips, like, 20 home runs in a couple If they months? do a Clemens deal with him where he starts in, like, June, then everyone's in trouble. And, and, and I'm not even – I'm being dead serious. I, I, as good as he was last year, I, I didn't really I, – I, I can never say I disagree with a retirement – but when you go out like that, it's got to be in the back of your head like, hey, man, can I just take some easy yeah, route and come in and DH and show up for a few at-bats and just contribute and get a paycheck and play the game I love a little bit longer? No, the Astros... Um, so the Astros I, I, I think that it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, the Astros paved the way for this, where Ortiz could be like, I'm only playing home games. And I'm only going to play from, like, June on. And I guarantee you the Red Sox would give him $10 million to do it. They're doing that. It's happening. Because why wouldn't you? I mean, you get you get 60 games of David Ortiz over whatever scrub first baseman, Travis Shaw. I don't even know if that's no, a real No, just person. DH him. Just fucking let him show up and hit. Who, who yeah. cares? Who cares? And if it, even Browski, if he doesn't do anything, it energizes the entire fan base and the team, and it's like symbolic. It works no matter what you do. Yeah, I'd do it if I was Dombrowski. I'd, I'd, I would be exploring that right now. I wonder if it's in place. It's like, hey, dude, get your rest. Like, go to Turks and Caicos. Like, chill with Jay Z and Beyonce or whatever you do. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Um, do it. Do your thing. And then just like, you know, just take some BP every now and again. Just stay in shape. And then uh, we'll see you uh, for the stretch. And he's just like, throws the deuce up and winks. And that is what it is. Are you worried about the Yankees? Like, Do you think they've done enough to, to be a, a threat? Like, did their, did their little sell-off with Chapman and somebody else that they traded that I can't remember right now, are, are they going to be a force? I mean, they're going to be a player in the East. I don't. I'm not terrified of them. They're not the Yankees of old. They're just not. I. I no, it's true. I. They're good, and I think that they'll play well, and they'll probably, probably compete for a wild card spot. But um, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not scared of them. They're not. And I wonder if if us winning that wild card game like alleviated all that Yankee fear. I just don't. They don't scare me anymore. It's not just. It's not that same. Like dreadful lineup that they would. The Paul O'Neill and just the death lineup. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've gone. They've gone to a little bit of a youth movement. I mean, you don't have the thirty. You don't have Sheffield. I mean, it's not the 39, 40 year old. Dudes that are making twenty one million dollars a year, like they've they've sort of gone as as money ball as the Yankees could possibly do. Like the the Yankees could not get away with doing what the Astros did. 
No, no, and no, and nor should nor they should because they have, they have the ability to pay whoever they want whenever they want. I, so the I, biggest I market share, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you're right; they are. They're doing as money ball as they possibly can, which is very minimal at best. Mm-hmm. But um, no, they're not scary. They could be a good baseball team, and you never know. I mean, they're they're it's not like they're they're shit, and I'm just like crapping on them. They're yeah, no, they're just they're, not. They're, all right. they're just not this evil team of three hundred billion dollars in salary that is coming at you, and that literally every player on the field is a superstar. It's not that same that same thing. How do you? Has your this is. Well, I don't even have this in my notes, which I did not share with you. Because I don't. I, like I don't have you. notes, by the way. I like. Yeah, I like to catch you off guard and get your real reaction. Um, has your view of a Rod changed over the last five years? Like, do you appreciate a Rod? Do you hate him? Do you love him? What's What's your view of Alex Rodriguez? I think he's great. I don't like his face. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm against puffy faces. I've always been against puffy faces. I said this about Beltron, and yeah, he's here, and I'm I'm proud to have him. But he has a puffy face. Mm-hmm. You know, a Rod, puffy face as well. Um, not as uh, a Rod's face is not as oily as as Beltron's face. A Rod, I mean, he was the first guy that we watched come up with hype. He's like, it's like. How I felt with Correa, it's coming up. Like I, that's the only person I can compare it to. It's like somebody that's like, oh my god, are we about to watch greatness? And then he became greatness. And yeah, there's some, there's some sketchy stuff going on there. I'm not gonna lie, but anybody who tells you that that Alex Rodriguez is not a legendary baseball player is fucking stupid. True. Just stupid. The guy's a, a legend, and he's yeah, been no. doing it for so long. And, I mean, I remember watching him in Seattle and just being like, wow, this guy's the truth. And I, and I think the same thing when I, when I watch Correa. So I, and, I, and I don't want to, you know, compare him too closely where it's like, oh, he's A-Rod. He's going to do some shady shit. No. It's just that hype that came up with Alex Rodriguez. Like that's what Carlos Correa is, you know, and, and and that's all time great type stuff, and we should be very proud of that, and that we should hold that very dear, and we should also hope that that comes to fruition. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, the comparisons when A Rod, oh, pardon me, when Correa was coming up, you know, it was he's an he has A Rod's capability with Cal Ripken's character, and you know, debatable as to the character of a personality like that. I mean, cause there's going to be somebody who's like, no, that dude's a piece of crap. But, but Correa seems to be sort of a Rod's successor as far as dominant shortstop <clears throat> that might end up having to go to third base, but whatever. Um, no, that's a good point. I, I, and I, I love a Rod. I wanted the Astros to trade for a Rod, uh, when he, when he was in, not necessarily last year, but the year before, like I was like, we don't have a third baseman. It'd be great to get a rod, you know, get his, get his expertise, get his insight, be the, and, and I guess Beltron is a, maybe a better mentor than a rod would be, but yeah, I love a rod. I don't care. No. I, and I think and that, I think, that, I think we I all think need to move past, past the, um, the, um, 
this whole baseball, baseball morality thing. Yes. Um, yes. You know what? You know like, what? like, like, fuck. A Rod is one of the greatest. Um, everybody, everybody cheated, cheated, and I don't care how controversial, how controversial and baseball, and baseball, baseball non-purist non-pure this, this is. But I just but I do not, not give not a give shit, shit about steroids. I don't. Care. I couldn't <laughs> care less, except for one person, and that's Brady motherfucking Anderson. That yeah. guy can. That guy can die. He can't die. But um, no, he'll he'll never die because he no, has replaced yeah, he's his blood. HGH. Like yeah, he's like, like he's Keith like Richards. A, yeah, yeah, he's a frozen head like Ted Williams. Um, <laughs> he's not actually dead. No, but I, I we all everybody did it, and and they've always been doing it for I mean decades and decades. So this is not some new thing. Um, and I and I don't like this holier than thou approach to the game. Either, it's the hard it's the hardest game in the world, and if you can if you can hit a baseball, like I mean, come on, I I don't know. Um, especially like the Andy Pettit side of the argument where it's healing purposes and it's HGH. Andy Pettit didn't become some Superman because he healed faster. He just got to play again. And, uh, and maybe I'm on the wrong side and maybe I'm completely out of line here and that's fine, but I just have zero problems with it. And, um, unless some guy shows up that could never play baseball before, like if Tim Tebow, just fucking, he's. You saw him get just abused by Scherzer in that uh, that clip <laughs> yes. where he just was literally like ten seconds behind the fastball. <laughs> Un- unless Tim Tebow <laughs> prays to the Lord and the Lord sends him down his the Lord's HGH, and he comes out and hits like seventy seven home runs and makes the Mets. Like, okay, let's be mad a little bit. Let's be a little bit upset, but like it, it doesn't do that. Barry Bonds was a great baseball player. Mark McGuire was a great baseball player. Sammy nah. Sosa was a great baseball player. No, I'll take I'll take issue with McGuire, and and that's the including the steroids argument. I, I Mark McGuire is not a Hall of Famer. Well, maybe he's not a Hall of Famer, but it's not the guy. He already hit home runs. It's not like he wasn't hitting home runs. All right, I'll, Mark McGuire had one tool at a time where the industry valued that specific one tool more than at any other point in the history of the game. So like that dude has, has 30 more hits than he has strikeouts. Like, so, and, and played below average defense. Like when he made contact, he hit the ball hard because he swung so hard every time. Like I, yeah, no. Screw Mark McGuire. He's not a Hall of Famer. I don't care about steroids. I I dislike Mark McGuire. No, I, I'm not saying that he is a Hall of Famer, but I will say that he contributed to saving baseball. And, no, that's true. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and I okay. hold that dearly because that time in '98, yeah, and that was one of the most exciting times in baseball history. Whether it's cheating or not. I don't care anybody who was active watching baseball during that time. I mean, shit, watching those guys hit home runs. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how exciting that was. When is yeah, no. when, when have people run to the TV or, or ESPN interrupted with at bats for guys? I mean, with the, you know, besides when Bonds was going up the record and stuff like that. That was exciting shit, and it was all cheating. <laughs> Uh, you know, but whatever. But I mean, no one does the same thing when there's like, 
when when there's a great pitcher's duel where you're like, all right, these dudes are going up against something pretty incredible, and it's Scherzer and Kershaw. Like no one's like, holy crap, we got to see how this ERA title is that that it speaks to the idiocy of society, and I hate it because we want instant gratification. It's not an appreciation of finesse. It's that was the Maguire Sosa while it was all, and I was 18 at the time. So of course I bought into it. That was, it was brute force. It was, it was fun, but it, what was there any depth to it? Or am I? No, no, there there was no, there was no depth to it, but you have to understand that the average fan um, does not care. Um, average football fans do not appreciate a 3-3 defensive struggle Alabama-LSU. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. But the true fans appreciate it for all it's worth, and it's the same for baseball. I appreciate a 0-0 game going into the 13th, nobody giving up a run, or... A, a crazy, you know, one nothing pitcher's duel, or even game four of the World Series that I shouldn't have brought up. Average, <laughs> I was there, and it was an amazing game. It was an amazing game. Orlando Palmero was safe. He might have been safe, and by might have been, he was absolutely safe. But yes. that that was an incredible game, and um, the average fan will never appreciate that of any sport. You don't like okay. basketball fans. They're not going to appreciate a, a 75-75 nobody scoring because the defense is so good. Or mm. like I said, I could I could do this for all sports. Yeah. The average fan does not care. And the real fan appreciates it. So who's it for? It's for all of us. So let the mm. real fans appreciate it when it happens. And let the average fans all die in hell where they where they belong, <laughs> where they belong, because they they are not loyal and and they they waver and they they appreciate the uh, the glories of the game and not the actual grit and fight of it. Let me change subjects. Uh, what if you have one? What's your game day routine? Zero. I have none. I know, so like, I know, I know you, it's very anticlimactic. I, I just don't have one. Whatever. No, I don't either. My game day routine starts when my daughter goes to bed. So, Yeah, it's like when I turn it on, it's like, all right, let's go. Like, I, there, there, there is none. And, um, I mean, if uh, an important games, playoff games, crucial games, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll put on a special jersey. I'll, I'll, do some, I'll do some witchcraft. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But... On a day-to-day basis, like, I don't, it's just, I turn on the game and let's go. I know, right. I know, I know that didn't help at all. I know, I, no, I, I wish fine. I had a better answer. I just, I don't, I'm not some fucking weirdo. Like, I just turn on the game and watch it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Uh, prediction time. You ready? I guess. One through five, what is the order of finish in the AL West? AL West, uh, Astros, Seattle, Texas. Ooh, let's go with let's go with Anaheim. Let's go with Oakland. That's your five. Yeah, All let's right. do it. 
Uh, I'll go with Astros, Mariners, Angels, Rangers, Oakland. I like that. I respect that. Okay. Over under, the Astros win 9.5 games against the Rangers this season. Over. Fuck Texas. <laughs> so you're saying the Astros win more games they win the season series. Why not? Okay. Yeah. They don't own us. They don't own us. They can they can think <sighs> that all they want. They don't own us. They do not. And they're about to feel some wrath this year with this team. I I I oh. Uh, 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 uh. No, they don't. Uh-uh. No. Do you not, think not, the... not today, my friend. Not today. Not today, Satan. <laughs> Do you think that like the additions of McCann and Reddick and Beltron will they'll be like with the, somebody be like Altuve or Correa be like, oh crap, it's the Rangers, and they're like, who are they? Like, look at them. Like, do you think that that's the veteran presence to to break what seems to be a completely mental grip that the Rangers have on the Astros? Uh, actually, yes. I think that's. I'm not saying that's the thing that breaks it, but if you have four solid bats that can beat the Rangers alone, they're just like gives a shit. Beltran's like, I was on this these assholes team last year. They're a bunch of dick. They're a bunch of dickheads. So no. let me let me let me ask you this real quick. Do you think that somebody like Beltran, or when the Rangers pick up somebody that the Astros waived? or the Astros pick up somebody that the Rangers waved or whatever, however it goes both ways. Do you think that that player is like, mm, let me tell you what their signs are, or let me tell you what, do you think that they sort of sell out a little bit and and give up some information about what it's like in the clubhouse or w- what their strategy is going into a series against that team? Um, yeah. Uh, I also think that the signals are automatically changed, so I don't think that's yeah. very relevant. But um, yeah, of course you do. You do that on any team. You give. I mean, in the NFL, like you, you sit down with the head coach and the quarterback, and you go back. You go over sides, and you go over plays, and you go over all sorts of shit. So uh, of course, that they're at least tapped for information. That doesn't mean. That they're gonna get anything sign wise, they're gonna get jack shit because it's gonna get changed. But um, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah, yeah. I can't argue with that, having never been in that situation before. So whatever. Uh, over under Astros ninety five point five wins. Uh, I'm gonna go over, and I'm gonna say that they win one hundred and one. You know, that's interesting because uh, I don't know if you know about out-of-the-park baseball, OOTP. It's an extremely realistic uh, baseball simulation game that you can buy and I would encourage that you buy. And they've given me sort of an advanced copy for the last few years. and I've Braggart. Yeah, well, whatever. Um, but, I mean, you control everything from, if you want to, you can go as you're bringing dudes up from the GCL to, you know, Greenville or whatever, but you, you have as much control as you want. You can manage games on a pitch by pitch basis if you want to. And 
GM mode, commissioner mode, and if you're in commissioner mode, you can change, like, you can give Francis Martes an 80 curve, 80 fastball, 80 whatever. You can control absolutely everything in the game, and it's wonderful. And if you can buy it, I highly encourage that you buy it. But, but... Uh, the new game, like uh, they gave me an advanced copy, and I I simulated it with no shenanigans. I didn't change anybody's power or eye or whatever. I did, I just I just simulated the season, and they won a hundred and one games. Well, there you this go. Season. I'm a witch. I told you. Now, 2018 is a complete freaking disaster, and I'm trying to recover. But this year, well, don't stop according ahead to of yourself. Calm down. Why? Why? Why are you already in 2018? Calm down. Because because the Blue Jays swept the 2017 Astros in the ALDS. Okay, that makes sense. That's fine. So you're saying 101 wins? Yeah, I'd like them to get uh, over 100 just to send a message. Um, I think. Uh, what would you say? Over 96 and a half. 95 and a half. Um, I think anywhere between 96 and 100 is accurate. I'd love to see one-on-one. I would too, but I'm going to I'm going to throw in the Tony Sip factor and I'm going to say 93 to 95. So I'm going under 95 and a half. Now, does your under include a division win? Yes. Okay. Well, then I don't care if they win fucking they go 500 and win the division. I really don't care. <laughs> I do care. So I, do I do you, care, though. Yeah, no, I care. Uh, who is going to be the best starting pitcher on the 2017 Astros? Lance McCullers, Cy Young winner, 2017. You're picking Cy Young, like for real? Yep. He stays healthy. He dominates, and I, I think the rotation is so sick um, that we have we have. Three plus fifteen game winners, and our lower rotation guys are hovering around five hundred, like twelve and ten type records. Hmm. Okay, I'm I'm going to ask you about that here in a minute. But uh, who is the best reliever on the 2017 Astros? Will Harris. You think he's better than Giles? Yes. Wow. See, I think Giles is going to I think I think he's a year removed from the trade where Giles sort of realized what the Astros gave up and what his role was going to be and he's pitching for a potential pennant winner is kind of how he came into last season. I think the pressure is going to be removed and I think I think Giles is going to be lights out and I think he's going to be without a doubt 100% the best reliever on the team. I I don't I don't have any problem with any of that. I think Jaws is going to <laughs> I think Jaws is going to be great. I just think Will Harris is like he just is that guy that stays the course, does his job. Um I'm actually really excited about our bullpen altogether. I think that Yes. Um yes. our our bullpen as a whole is has the potential to be one of the league bests, to be honest. So, yeah. um, so I welcome Giles to just dominate, to be honest. But I trust old uh, old Will Harris to just get it done. Who is going to be the best hitter 
Ooh. Hmm. Now define hitter. I, I mean, that's very vague. What does that mean? Uh, that's a good question. All right. So who is going to hit the most home runs on the 2017 Astros? The most home runs on the 2017 Astros. Whew. I'm going Correa. I'm see I want to, but I don't think he does. I think he's right around there. Um I I'm gonna go Beltron. Ooh. Okay. And and and, I, and I'm talking like a margin of error of like one or two home runs. I'm talking like Beltron hits thirty, uh Correa hits twenty nine, twenty eight, or thirty five, thirty three. I'm talking very close. Do you think that the renovated center field is going to help or hurt more? I think it's completely irrelevant, and it looks cool. Hmm. It does look cool. Like, the torchy sign is really cool with the individual light bulbs. Yeah. I like those seats, like, at field level with the with the mesh. Yeah. No, I. we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Everybody. We're going to be okay. Who is the who's going to be the best rookie on the 2017? And that includes Guriel. All right. So, who is the best rookie on the 2017 Astros? Does Bregman count? Uh, I mean, he didn't play a full season. I want I don't know how I thought the, they held him out to where he wasn't Plate appearances. No, I think I don't think Bregman counts, but I think but Guriel does. He then, did, Guriel then, missed. Then the, I'm gonna go with Guriel just based on how he hit in the spring, and I'm just gonna pray and hope that he continues that. Yeah, I mean, there's not really another. I mean, it would there's take no, there's no of, there's no other option. So I mean, it's either him or no. It would take something catastrophic happen. for AJ Reed to win or to get some sort of best rookie or Derek Fisher or Kyle Tucker or somebody like that. Like it, something would have to go wrong for the quote unquote best rookie to be someone other than Guriel. I agree. So it has to be him. But I also, if there was a slew of other guys, I'd still pick him. Yeah, he looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, and the, and we talked about this, but the adjustment period from Cuba to where you play like four games a week to the major leagues where you play six and you're flying all over the place, like it's I don't know. No, I'm yeah, I agree. All right, next one, uh, and then we get into fan questions, and then we wrap it up. Um, boo, boo yes. fans! No, th- no, boo I, p- I pick good ones. Sorry, I don't know why I did that. I pick good ones. Uh, right. So, nineteen ninety nine was the last time that two Astros starting pitchers uh, won twenty or more regular season games. Is this the year that they match that or beat that? Um, I think they absolutely can match that this year. I think uh, so. Who wins? Who wins twenty plus? Shit, we could have three guys, and I hate <laughs> if if Keuchel returns back to form. You could have Keuchel, McHugh, and 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 I'm going off of reading reports that McHugh's been pitching simulated innings and is 
doing okay. Okay. So those three guys alone, uh, and, and I haven't said McCullers yet. So Keichel, McHugh, McCullers, three potential 20-game winners. And I know that's not probably plausible, but I'm not going to rule it out. Hmm. I'm not going to rule it out. Because I feel like with this lineup that fucking Charlie Morton can win 13, mm-hmm. Mike Fires can win 17. I mean, these guys can, uh, Musgrove can just fucking, he might win 18. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> if we're scoring seven, eight runs a game, who knows? Because these are quality starting pitchers. It's not like that we're just throwing out guys. So... Um, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna go side with the Astros and say, hey, you know what? We do it. Three guys win twenty games. Fuck it. Let's win 115. <laughs> uh do you want your challenge or do you want fan questions first? Well, is neither one of the <laughs> options because I'm no. not in a good mood. I'm st- I may sound friendly. I'm really not in a good mood still. No, I can tell. I love um, it. I'm, I'm trying to egg you on. Like I'm subtly, I'm subtly trying to get you to blow up. I'm not as volatile as you thought, huh? I I can keep it in check. I just no. It's, I know we have a show. It's to alarming. Do. <laughs> it's, it's actually more terrifying now. Like I'm like no. Oh, I, I I just I know what I'm doing. I'm a, I'm a professional. I I can. I have to when I have to do the uh, Alan Michaels show in the morning. Like you have no idea how getting up and you don't want to hear this that. That nine thirty is just death for me, but it's not. It's not good. So like, I wake up like fifteen minutes before that, and I have to turn myself on to be on the radio and be like jovial, and it's not cool. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. So like, I'm I'm a pro at this. So you guys can't fucking trip me up. I'm gonna be on in the morning, and and I've gotta I've gotta tell one of my like nineteen bosses like, hey, I'm gonna be a few minutes late so that I can. Be on the radio in Southwest Louisiana. Yeah, it's very, it. it's very important. Yeah, it is. I, I love the, I love the. If my wife would allow it, I would move to Lafayette like right now. Well, yeah, no, I would not. Um, I would, I would love you, Alan. Um, unless you want to give me, like, I'll host a show with you. But uh, no, I do not want to move there. Give me two hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, because that is definitely the radio market going rate for yeah. a uh, Astros co-host. <laughs> so yeah, you got this. Go ahead and take it. Be like, I will support you like, fully. <laughs> Here's our new anchor, James. What do you think about the Saints? I'm like, uh, I mean, the what happened with the Superdome? Is Drew is, is was, Drew Brees it, dead? Like, I don't know. Yeah, Katrina was bad. Uh, how's it gone since then? Cool logo. Flor de Lis. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Can I get my check now? Like, do you pay me in beignet or what? They do. Uh, they do, actually. I they, they pay you in right. swamp monsters. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to go with questions. Um, uh, from, right, well, what's, I, well, hold on. Well, what, what kind of challenge are we talking about here? Because I'm really sick of you doing this, to be honest. Because I feel like you're, you're putting my knowledge to the test, and I don't like it. No, it's a challenge that if someone gave it to me, I'd be like, "Oh crap, I don't know," uh, and I'd I'd get like half of it. So it's it's fair. It's fair. Right. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Let's get to these idiot fan. Oh, the idiot fans. 
All right, so uh, you ruined a good segue there, uh, but Saint at Saints Forecast, uh, Ralph Marlboro, who's from Louisiana, a big Saints fan, runs a Saints Twitter account, Who but is also an Astros fan. Uh, how many times will Brian McCann punch opposing batters for, quote-unquote, not playing the right way? Um, zero, but in his head, a lot. Has your opinion of Brian McCann changed since he became an Astro? No. Do you like Not him? at all. No, no, he's a red ass. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't like him yet. But he's go, he's gonna win me over once he does some cool shit for us. You know that, right? So like, oh yeah, he's just. I, I know Brian McCann very well. I've watched him over the years. I have nothing against him per se, but he has to. Uh, I have to see him do some loyal shit in my uniform for me to move over into his camp. If that makes sense. So, okay, uh, when, when Brian McCann, like, got in Carlos Gomez's face, when Gomez was still in Milwaukee, uh, and he came to the Astros, Gomez did, um, like, I, do you see a loyalty shift? Like, if, if Brian McCann stands up to someone who pips a home run, I love bat flips. I love pipping home runs. And I think Brian McCann was a complete jackass with Carlos Gomez. Do you see something like that happening where because McCann is an Astro, like suddenly it's okay to get in somebody's face for showing off a home run? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's allowed now. <laughs> it's allowed now. If somebody hits a bomb and pimps it and you have the balls to do it in front of McCann, then you have the balls to reap the repercussions. Um, I, I love a good bat flip too. I, I respect it. I love it. I, I I think if you if you catch one, you know it's gone. It's one of my favorite things to watch. But that being said, if some idiot decides to, uh, you know, just just do a little too much. With Brian McCann behind the plate, then you gets what you get. Yeah. And I will not um I won't complain about whatever happens next. That's just what okay. I, what I'll say about that. Okay. It's it may be hypocritical, I don't care. It's my team. If somebody tries to showboat against me and I've got a guy back there that wants to fight a guy over it, then I support my guy. From at Bradford T. Ryan, is how I think you pronounce it. Uh, predict the point in the season in which you irrationally overreact to something that happens in an Astros game. So at what point are you being an irrational fan? Well, uh, we start tomorrow night. Monday night sounds good. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I'm, I'm going mid-April. If the Astros start slow and someone's not hitting or Keuchel is sitting like 84, then I'm going to, I'm absolutely 100% going to overreact. No, see, I'm 0 to 100, so it's tomorrow night. If something just doesn't work right, Keuchel's a little off, somebody's swinging at wild pitches, anything. Game one, I'm overreacting, is what it is. (laughs) 
from at Astros Optimism 2 with Valbuena gone. Who has the best bat flips this year? Hmm. Well, maybe Gaddis. I can Ooh. see. I can see Gaddis just just like throwing the lumber like it's nothing. Because that's what he does in the off season, yeah. Right, but I also can see uh, like Springer or Correa. I can see Correa getting like, depending on how important the home run is. I can see him just fucking flip one, just like come at me. Yeah, no. We have a lot of guys Correa with swag choice, yeah. on the team that that will do it. I just yeah. don't. Um, Reddick too. I mean, we have a lot of guys capable. Guriel flips bats. Shit, man. I don't know. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with Gaddis, my original pick, just because he's angry, and it's not even gonna be a flip. It's gonna be like a throw. He's gonna it's gonna be like a the Scottish Highlander competition where he's <laughs> throwing the he he's just gonna the like caber shot toss. Yeah, yeah yeah he's just gonna throw it. That's a good pick. I'm going Correa because I feel like Correa is starting to feel his oats and realize that there is a market for. Um, uh, you know the the a market for what am I looking for? Uh, a young player that has a little bit of flair to him, because it's not Lindor. Lindor, I've not seen nope. any flair. No swag. No swag. No, he's really good, and he knows he's good, so he mutes it. I could see Correa play that up a little bit. Uh, you could see it in the in the World Baseball Classic with the with the blonde hair and the. I, I like it. I, I think the, the confidence thing, because Correa went from like the humble, quiet kid that knew he was good. I kind of like the, uh, it's it's almost like a, a wrestling type thing. Like now he knows he's good. So he's not quite heel yet, but now, <laughs> now he's got the confidence. He may He may grow a beard out. He may have a wild haircut. Like now he's got the swag and you better be ready for it. And I feel like that's perfect for uh, for Korea. What is better of a soundtrack? And you've got kids, so here you go. What's better, Moana or Frozen? Moana, fight me to the death. Moana, love it. Moana went so hard in the paint. That's it. I'm I'm one hundred percent behind you. That's fantastic. All right, so here's your challenge. Your challenge is to name one through nine and the starting pitcher the 2013 Astros opening day lineup. Fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you. Like, why? Why have to do this? I, because it was the worst year. It was the worst year. So I'm curious. And, and I'll be, I'll be up front. I would have gotten... Three, three or four of these dudes. So, how many can you name of the 2013 Astros opening lineup? Nine position players and the starting pitcher. So, ten. Dude, I don't. I don't even want to do this. This is so fucking dumb. It's it's really hard. I'm so uh, fuck you. This is so stupid. <laughs> Shit, I. I really do. I really want to 
mess with this. One is still on the team. Yeah, right. No, I'm serious. Uh, one was on the team last year. Dude, um, I don't... This is... All right. Who do you think was the all right? Let me let me help you because it's it's tough. Who was the starting second baseman on the 2013 Astros opening day? Well, it has to be Altuve, right? Okay, that's one. (laughs) Fuck, dude. Uh, who was the starting catcher on the 2013 Astros? 2013? Uh, was that Castro? It was. That's two out of ten. Fuck, man. Uh, let's see. Who um, was it? Chris Carter at first base? He was in left field, but I'll okay, give it to Chris you. Carter, okay, Chris Carter. Um, shit. Dude, I have no idea. Um... There's no way you get shortstop. I'll just say that right now. Yeah, I, I have... Uh, dude, there was, there was a random guys on the... 2013 was like the... This sucks. It does. Uh, what about Justin Maxwell? Did he make that? He was the starting center fielder. Was he really? Yes. <laughs> That's four. It's four out of ten. Fuck. Um, dude, I have literally uh, uh, 2013. That that'd be Dexter Fowler. Did he play on that team? No, no. What was he? 2012? Uh, 14. Dude, I have no fucking idea. Uh, I don't care. I, I really don't care. I don't. I have no idea. Third baseman uh, that the Astros traded for. Yeah. In a sort of long shot trade. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. I'm giving up. Giving up? Four out of ten? Yep. I've dominated all the other ones. I don't even want to. I'm not even putting any effort into it. What? Fucking Jed Lowry? No, he he was traded for in 2014. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, Brandon Barnes was on that team. Maybe. Oh shit! Yeah, yep. Brandon Barnes, the starting right fielder on opening day 2013. That's five out of ten. Dude, I have no. I really don't know. First baseman was the guy I thought would be a surefire major leaguer. Oh, Brett Wallace. That's six. Uh, it doesn't count. He's te- no. he's texted me a couple of these. I'm not. I'm fine. Don't don't. <laughs> I'm really trying to do this. I'm trying to be honest about this. Um, let's see. Fucking uh, who was on the team? Uh, Jonathan VR. He might have been on the team, but he was not a starting. He was not a starting player. What about bitch ass game Matt one? Dominguez? Dominguez was third base. Did we get that already? No. All right, so you got Altuve, Wallace, Carter, Maxwell, Castro, Dominguez, Barnes. That's pretty good. One, two, 
three, four, five, six, seven. That's seven. So then, uh, okay, so 2013, then our our haunting guy, we got J.D. J.D. Martinez. Did he, nope. Did he didn't start? He didn't start no, he in was, outfield? He was, uh, 2013, he was waived right before the season no ended. No shit. Or, pardon me, the, uh, the spring training uh, ended. Well, son of a beasting. Um, dude, I have no... Uh, you know who was on that team that... They probably didn't start, but fucking Rick Ankiel was on that team. He didn't start, but he hit the home run in game one against the Rangers that was televised. That was the Astros' first game in the AL. And Rick Ankiel hit a home run that ultimately beat the Rangers, and the Astros were 1-0, and then they lost the next 161 games. <laughs> He's such a fascinating story. I feel bad for the dude. Um, uh, Robbie Grossman. Not... One of the starters that year. I'm just, na- I'm just naming people that I, I, I have no idea. I really don't. Here's who you have not gotten yet. You did not get that the starting DH on opening day cleanup hitter was Carlos Pena. Oh, Carlos Pena. Fuck. You did not get that the starting shortstop was Ronnie Cedeno. No, I did not. And you did not get that the starting pitcher that night was Bud Norris. Wow. Such tough times. Five years makes a complete difference. But also tuning out and not really paying attention also makes a big difference as well. Um, Damn. I I should have got the Carlos Pena. Uh, Yeah, seven out of ten. And you said I texted you a couple. I, I did not do that. I did not text you. Yeah, you were trying to you, you were trying to cheat, but I didn't buy into it. I'm not trying to no, buy I into would, it. No, I was I'd be like, come on, you I, the texts were you, you know who the no, DH was. No, I just yeah, I was just naming people off the see, I had named a bunch of people on that team. I just can't those were dark times. That that was it the was dark ages dark. of Astros baseball. So like it could have been anybody. Anybody I named could have started, probably. Uh, you could name like Nutsy the Clown, and he probably could have had a he shot. He played a couple, a left field. Pl- couple games at shortstop, pro- probably. Yeah. yeah. So you make it sound like I was trying to like rig it for you. I wasn't. I was like, you know, you know who the. Well, no, I just wanted to make sure people DHS. knew that I was doing this legitimately. Yeah. So. All Fuck right. these challenges. I've had enough of these. I don't like these at all. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I love them because you don't like them. That's like being put on the spot. Yeah, then come up with one for me. We'll see. Well, no, because you're a, you're like a witch. I'm not gonna do that. I'm really. I'm really not. I don't. I don't know hardly anything without looking it up. All right. That's the. I'll come up with something. I'll conspire. I'll conspire with my. Uh, with my cauldron or whatever the hell awesome. it's called. I don't know what that is. That's not a real thing. That's like that's like the pot. That's not even like the the coven. The coven is. I will. I, will, I don't even know. See, I don't even know which shit. I don't know anything. <laughs> Who can we yell at before we close this out? Evan Grant, Levi Weaver. Let's yell at some Rangers. Screw them. They know, it's opening night they know, tomorrow night. They by the time you hear is. this, by the time you hear this, because it takes us so long to like put it together. Now that y'all went like decent audio. Yeah, that's then, bullshit. By the way. Yeah, if you want it to sound good, you're gonna have to wait like three days. It's like it's like priority mail. 
then that that's what Lima time time has been reduced priority mail. Yep. Yep. We're priority so mail. Hope, we're just normal mail now. I hope you're happy with yourselves. They probably are. They don't care. They're gonna listen to it either way. But it's one thing I love more nice. getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate. Yeah, it'll get to you sometime tomorrow evening. And uh It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, will you stick your stuff from any Astros game? Casa Ole! Fresh today.